Welcome back to the Data Blitz podcast, everybody. I'm Noel. And I'm Brendan. Uh, we're back today with another episode for you, uh, mostly covering NBA stuff today. Uh, you know, not a huge amount of updates for the NFL this weekend. We got a couple things to talk about, and we'll break those down real quick at the start of the episode, uh, just to get the news out of the way for the NBA and the NFL. And then we're going to jump into some recap of the games this weekend. Um, the Friday and Saturday NBA games or a ton of games, and maybe we'll even talk about some of the games going on right now. We're recording this on Sunday. Um, and then we kind of have some other things to jump into. Brendan, do you want to talk about those? Um, uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about, as you said, NBA, um, NFL, and then we're going to kind of also talk about some debates with what we think for MVP, um and we're also talking about in the future doing like the salary cap breakdown that we kind of teased so Mm. this that'll be the uh monday podcast eventually yeah i think we'll start that after the super bowl probably not the episode after the super bowl but it will uh be out pretty soon after that um i don't know did you mention the trade deadline breakdowns Well, trade trade deadline breakdowns too, and uh, we're also gonna talk about what what we want to see with each team and kind of who they should target. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're gonna go in a little bit in depth, just spend some one or two guys for each team today, um, and see who they should get because the trade deadline's coming up. We've got like five more days, um, so we're looking forward to getting into that. So, with that summary out of the way. NBA news or NFL news. Do you want to jump right into the NFL news? I think I only had like one thing that came up and it's not really NFL, but it is related to a certain player. Um, Patrick Mahomes' dad got a DUI and I feel like we wouldn't be doing our job without talking about it. What is there to talk about? I don't know, man. It's uh, tough. That's that's not great for, for him. Uh, I feel like there's been a lot of drama around Patrick Mahomes. Now we're going to start to have to ask the question, is Patrick Mahomes the cause of that drama? Oh, um, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could probably go start saying that, but it just seems like uh, we obviously knew his brother's a fuck and um, his dad is obviously making his own issues and he's been talking a lot more lately. So, um. Uh, I don't know about him being the issue, no, I'm but just, I'm, I'm sure that there's, <laughs> I, I know, but there's some, there's definitely going to be like a bunch of drama, obviously, if it's a guy who has a ton of money, it's just kind of inherent. Yeah. I think if, you know, my brother or sister or whatever made it into the league and got that much money, I don't know if I would be the best guy after that too. Um, not to say that, you know, he made a bad decision, so we move past yeah, it. Yeah, you but- have your... <laughs> You'd have your third DUI right now. I'd probably only be on number two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is awful. Um, so I just had to mention it. I know like it's the only real news around the NFL right now. Um, unless I miss something. I know I've been pretty busy this weekend, though. Um, I just had two things, I guess. Um, the first one being that the Raiders hired their offensive coordinator. Um, it's the guy who got fired from the Bears, so it doesn't seem like maybe the greatest hire, but I guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And then also Belichick just said thank you to the Patriots, which I don't think anybody really expected. I, I think Belichick was always grateful for the situation that he was in. And I honestly feel like Patriots fans kind of took it for granted a lot of the time and thought that Bill was this hardened guy that would just, you know, be a defensive or, you know, NFL genius, but feels like he does have a little bit of heart to him. And he showed that, um, I hope he finds a good landing spot next. Yeah. Um, I want to see him coaching somewhere eventually. Yeah. Kind of sucks. He didn't get that chance this year. So. Now here's something that we haven't thought about. I don't know if anybody's thought about. What if Bill Belichick goes to college or college football? Sorry. Yeah, he just coaches college basketball now. College basketball. Um, <laughs> no, someone was saying that he should go coach at Michigan. I was thinking Michigan when I said that, or Ohio State. Um, you know, there's plenty Definitely of teams that could 10. use a good. Yeah, he's a Big Ten coach for sure. If he were to go there. So. Otherwise, I don't think anything else happened in football. No, it's just I mean, I did watch some of the Pro Bowl stuff. Uh, believe it or not, the yeah, there's something about that precision passing challenge that makes me think that I could be a quarterback in the NFL. It looks <laughs> like they are so bad at it, and it's literally it their job. And they like <laughs> Baker Mayfield won. And I get that they're not giving 100% effort, but it is insane that they can't, you know, go and hit those like fours or threes that are towards the back there. Sometimes they're missing the guy that's like, there's like a thing that's right next to him. And they miss that. And it, I get that it's a completely different game in the game, but I was shocked by it. <laughs> yeah, the dummy that rolls like five miles an hour. Yeah, you can hit Tyree Kill running 37 miles an hour down the, the side, but. Actually, Tua did hit one of the best balls, but you can't hit the guy that's literally standing still five feet away from you. I don't understand. You see Dan Orlovsky did that? No, I didn't. How did he do? Yeah, he he did the challenge, and he uh, I think he scored more than Jalen Hurts did. Jalen Hurts was bad to watch, man. <laughs> I don't think Philly's struggles are over. <laughs> well, I mean, you look at this. It's just like it's the moving targets and like – an NFL wide receiver's catch radius is definitely going to pull in, you know, 95% of those balls. Yeah. Jalen um, Hurts can't hit moving but, targets. Yeah. Everything's a screen pass from now on. Or mm -hmm. a hook. Yeah. I I wanted CJ to win it, but he didn't get it done against uh, Big Bad Baker. So <laughs> then I kind of just turned it off and didn't watch any more of the Pro Bowl. Did you see this morning that they had uh, the women playing flag football? No. What women? I, maybe it was like... <laughs> Who are the women? Of, I don't know. It was like a whole bunch of women who definitely like play competitively. Um, Competitive flag? Yeah. And they were like... That's pretty cool. They're pretty badass. Uh, this one chick kind of bodied another chick midair while she was catching a touchdown pass. That's awesome. I it was, a, it was actually kind of cool to watch. I was like, what they should do with this is just have all the wives of the Pro Bowl players. That would be so awesome. Oh my that god! That would actually make it interesting. I would watch. Like, imagine that. if like, imagine if Mahomes' wife was out there, and then just like 
got absolutely bodied by imagine like, taylor Kelsey's swift <laughs> <laughs> that's a girlfriend doesn't count doesn't count i think taylor swift should be in the pro bowl and you know i, I think she'd be a pretty good quarterback for the i don't know pro bowl uh, women's flag <laughs> football team <laughs> it's so ridiculous uh. It was pretty badass. It went to overtime. I, I was just catching glimpses of it uh, at the gym. So, <laughs> so, yeah, I did not see that. Well, shall we hop into uh, some NBA talk now? Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, the Friday episode, I gave uh, eight-leg parlay, missed by one leg um, because the Suns lost. Let's see. They who did they lose to? They lost to Atlanta, um, one twenty nine to one twenty. Uh, didn't really see that one coming, but you know the rest of the legs hit. Unfortunately, I guess. Um, and kind of the same thing happened last night. Dude, I was gonna say another... Atlanta played spoiler this weekend. Yeah, because I I predicted Brooklyn yesterday, and then uh, I had Golden State, Sacramento, the Knicks, Milwaukee, and Cleveland um brooklyn was plus odds which was fun to start out with and be like oh one of the underdogs hit Mm -hmm. um but then golden state was kind of in control and then atlanta just kept bombing their way back in with three pointers and then looked like they had control and then steph bombed back with three pointers he ended up with 60 in this game Mm -hmm. um it was it was a fun game to watch honestly even if that didn't hit yeah i mean the Warriors also had plus odds. Um, did feel like a big comeback game for Steph, and I think we got lucky. If uh, the Warriors came out flat, they probably would have lost that game by a lot more, and they did have some pep in their step and were able to get it done offensively. Um, mm-hmm. Does this change anything with... I mean, no, it doesn't, right? But like, does this change anything with the Hawks at the trade deadline potentially moving on from DeJounte Murray? a good question because you know realistically i mean the hawks already have trey young um Mm -hmm. and they have clint capella and they have bogdan um i don't know it's it's hard to say because they need something something's not happening right for them i think i think part of it's a depth issue um and part of it is that they need another like top tier stud and i think Dejounte murray is a really good player but i don't think he's one of those super top guys mm-hmm. i think he's he's probably like a third option and clint capella is obviously not a second option so i think that's kind of what they're missing um yeah that's really hard to go so, get. yeah exactly so they have to either draft that or make a trade but they're going to be giving up a lot for it and with the situation that their depth is in already doesn't really make sense to. So I think if you kind of fire sale with DeJounte Murray and kind of tank a little bit, maybe that's the way to go. Yeah, that makes sense. It's just going to be really hard to get somebody behind, uh, you know, with um, Trey Young there. He's a tough star to work with. I think the ideal person to go alongside him is like a three and D wing. Um, that would really have some success there, but there really aren't that many of those players in the league. 
I think somebody that would really go great with him would be like a Jaron Jackson Jr. I watched the Grizzlies game the other night. He was definitely the best player on the court there and really showed out. Um, they didn't get it done against the Cavs, but I was really impressed with what I saw. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that would be a good alternative. Um, I think that, you know, a team that would definitely, I don't know if we want to get into that now, where I think DeJounte Murray should go. I think we should hold um, it. I think we should hold it. Yeah. Until the, yeah. But I think the Hawks definitely should make a trade to get rid of them, either get some depth or some picks, whatever it is, because it's not working right now. Yeah, it's not. And they've tried doing that in the past with, like, Daniil Hunter uh, trying to find that wing, but he's not that guy. And there's going to be a pretty long road on that rebuild for them. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I mean, anything else that you want to recap here? Or... Yeah, I mean, there was there was a bunch of good games this weekend. Um, Milwaukee was down by 25 in the second quarter um, last night, mm-hmm. and it looked like they were just going to get run out of the building. Luca had, like, 28 points at half or something like that. Um, he ended up with 40. So Milwaukee kind of locked down in the second half. Um, yeah. They ended up winning by 12. And they're on the road. So pretty good win there. Well, yeah, you saw Giannis put up 48 and 10 assists. Yeah. That was a really solid game from him. Is there a potential that we see a Giannis you know, MVP resurgence this season? Um, Maybe. It feels like he's kind of out of that conversation right now. And there's a chance that if he hops – I mean, Embiid's probably out now going to miss enough games to not be considered Jokic is still the front runner we have Shea Gilchrist, Gilchrist Alexander uh is I don't even know how to say his try name. that again try it again Shea Gilchrist Alexander <laughs> <laughs> what's, his, what's his middle name it's SGA it's like Gilgis Gilgis yeah there you go it's SGA <laughs> all right so we have SGA and then there's kind of like nobody else maybe you could talk Kawhi uh, we were talking before we even hopped on here why Jason Tatum isn't an MVP. There doesn't really seem to be any conversation around that, but feels like Giannis is being forgotten about too. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Um, Giannis is currently averaging 31 points, 11 rebounds, and 6 assists. Jokic is just about averaging a triple-double, but with 5 less points per game. Mm. And I don't know. Milwaukee's in second place. Technically, the Nuggets are in like fourth right now, but they're a half game out of first place. So it's interesting. Um, who is more valuable to their team? It's a question to be asked. Yeah. And it does feel like there's Giannis fatigue. Like, and people are saying the same thing about Embiid and especially Jokic because Jokic has been in the MVP conversation for so many years in a row. But we're not even hearing anything about Giannis right now. Um, it's almost like a LeBron type fatigue. Like he's just so consistently insane and so consistently good at doing the same thing. And I get that he, you know, scores in different ways and there's questionable calls with his fouls and stuff like that. At least as a Celtics fan, that's how I feel. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think Giannis deserves more credit this season. 
but yeah, also currently the betting. Dame. Yeah, that's true. Um, Dame's averaging twenty five and almost seven assists. Mm. Kind of what you expect, but right now the betting odds are Jokic plus one sixty, SGA plus two forty, Doncic and Giannis are both plus nine hundred. Um, Tatum's plus 5,000 with Jalen Bronson. Um, so if you want to take a long shot because Tatum is for some reason plus 5,000, um, that is insane. It says 10, yeah, $10 to win 510. Like, you got to think, like, and I don't want to wish anything to happen on the Celtics, and I don't think anything will, you know, cross my fingers, knock on wood. But if Jalen Brown goes down, or, you know, Kristaps Porzingis goes down, or both of them, who have both had yeah. season-ending injuries multiple times, I think, in their career. Um, you're going to be looking at Jason Tatum scoring like 50 points a night for the rest of the season. <laughs> and he would win MVP in that case, I think. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Especially to hold on to first place. Yeah. But $10 to win 510 might have to take a chance. Um, and Giannis at plus 900, 10 to win 100. It's another good bet. Yeah, if not, just to root for it for both of them. I might put that in right now for Giannis. Go for it, man. You can take a little break. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about for the NBA games this weekend, the NBA games today? Uh, I know that the Celtics are playing the Grizzlies right now, and they, yeah, they blew them out of the water. Yeah, they, they're just five <laughs> minutes left, 116 to 85. Um, that's huge. Uh, I did also want to mention, as a Wisconsin fan, the Purdue Wisconsin game. Um, Wisconsin kept it close within two points in the first half, and then Purdue kind of just took over. Felt like Purdue was a little bit fraudulent this year, and they were kind of set up to do what Purdue does, which is always you know collapse towards the second half of the season or you know in the tournament sometimes. Um. They they took us down, which is tough. That sucks, man. Yeah, it, it does. As a Wisconsin like <laughs> basketball fan, my life has been absolutely brutal for the last ever since I really decided to go there. Um, I think they beat like Villanova the year that I decided to go there, and then they have not had any success since. They missed the tournament for the first time a few years ago, and. It just kind of has been a downtrend, you know, very consistent play, but it's almost like Ohio State basketball these days. Yeah, I mean, Ohio State was good, what, since they had like D'Angelo Russell or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Wisconsin's been better this year, a lot more fun to watch. Um, there's, I mean, they should be right there. Um, but otherwise, like, I don't know, or do you think you guys can actually get it done this year? I don't know if we can get it done, but I think there could be a chance at a decent run. You know, the the thing that I'm usually concerned about with Wisconsin is when they make it to the big dance at the end, they are usually outmatched athletically. It feels like there are a couple good athletes on the team this year, and we aren't running through a guy like, uh, I think Ethan Happ is the mm-hmm. guy that we used to run through. Um, and maybe we can you know, have a little bit more of a modern game, but, and that's usually our downfall, but, you know, I don't think we play the modern game better than all the teams in the tournament, 
when we used to have our own play style. Yeah, you guys are always like hard nose defense first, and then it's literally the same. Just the... Like, yeah, just like three and D. Yeah, it's like Iowa football, but if you made it into a basketball <laughs> team. <laughs> so what you're saying is Iowa football should go for more three pointers. Yeah, I think Iowa football lives and dies by the three pointer. Um, that'd be <laughs> awesome. Maybe the two pointer too. Just threes and twos for Iowa. <laughs> Field goals and safeties. <laughs> uh, um, do you think anybody's going to be able to beat UConn? I think so. I don't really know who, um, but it always feels like some team comes along and picks up steam towards the end of the year. And mm-hmm. that's something to be concerned about. And I think it would be a team that's getting hot. But it does feel like it's UConn and then everybody else right now. Yeah, looks like uh, Iowa State has eleven straight wins. Or I don't know if no, I'm afraid that's of wrong. them. They have a bunch. They actually just lost to Baylor, <laughs> <laughs> but they were trending up. Um, yeah, I mean the usuals are up there: Duke, Kansas, North Carolina. Uh, you mentioned Purdue, Houston still hanging around. Tennessee's good. Wisconsin was up there um, until like today, I think. They were like number six. Yeah. It's brutal. Yeah, it still shows them at number six, but yeah, we'll it looks keep it tomorrow. No, no, it's the number six <laughs> in my heart. Actually the number one in my heart, but number six on the AP or whatever. Um Yeah. All right, that's a little bit of college basketball talk. I I'm not the most well versed in it, but I'm definitely gonna pick it up more as we get closer to March. Yeah, I think we should definitely cover some March Madness for sure as that's Absolutely. going on. Yeah, I mean, if not, just because it's fun to talk about. Oh, yeah. It's between the NFL, college football, the third thing I would go to for like what I like to bet on the most would be March Madness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always so. make like 25 brackets and hope to hit that perfect bracket. Uh, <laughs> it's tough because I think every year I've done that, my first bracket I make ends up being the closest. So then I just wasted like three hours making 24 other brackets. But you gotta, you gotta create some AI generated thing that can uh, make those for you. They're probably going to have that on like the ESPN app this year. I mean, they kind of already had a pre-fill, but yeah, I have been looking into doing something like that and I'm working on it. Let's just say that. Well, anyways, um, one of the NBA games today that we missed was Bradley Beal's return to mm. DC, and he put up forty-three. So, at least the Suns won today. <laughs> yeah, I mean Bradley Beal's super solid, and I feel like he doesn't really get the chance that much right now. Um, so I'm glad that he was able to do that against his old team. Yeah. Otherwise, um, yeah, I think we kind of hit it on the head with the MVP talk. Um, Luke is averaging the most points of the guys who are remaining, meaning that Embiid is not going to be there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I could see Luke happening you wanna, for sure. But he has missed yeah. some time. Do you want to jump into our uh, next segment? The trade deadline preview? Oh, yeah. Let's do it.
Uh, I got a few guys that I want to talk about. I mean, more than a few guys. We got a, more than a few teams. We're going to talk about all 30 teams and give a couple guys for each team. So uh, do you want to go in alphabetical order? Alphabetical order? What else would you want to do? Hmm. So what would that be? Boston? Atlanta. A becomes before B. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> All right. So um, starting with Atlanta, we talked a little bit about the issue with them not being able to kind of hang with the uh, better teams. Um, they're kind of missing that second guy, as we said. And DeJounte Murray doesn't really factor in as like the second. He's probably like a third guy, especially with a guard like Trey Young already there. Um, mm. A lot of people are saying that the Lakers are interested in him. I don't know if you had any thoughts on that potentially being a move. So I saw that the Lakers were interested in him, but I think the issue is that they're kind of stuck right now because the Lakers don't want to give up Austin Reeves. And I think that's mm-hmm. like the number one, tra- I was going to mention that as the number one trade target for the Hawks is getting Austin Reeves back because he is kind of like that three and D bigger guy that might be able to get it done. Um, and we address that as a need for them. Like it's so obvious to me that they just need somebody that's able to defend and pick up some of the lacks that Trey, Trey Young leaves and somebody that's able to shoot around Trey Young that he can kind of throw the ball to and bail out situations when he gets double teamed or whatever. Um, so I would, you know, DeJounte Murray on the Lakers feels like a good fit, feels like it could be um, almost like what we have on the Celtics with uh, John a blank on his name right now. Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, so go. Drew Holiday on the Celtics, kind of like Austin Reeves. Or Let's restart here. Drew Holiday on the Celtics is kind of like if they had DeJounte Murray on the Lakers, um, he'd be a guy that could be like a third or fourth option even, um, could show up some of those days where other players are struggling. And if he gets those opportunities to shoot, he's going to be great for those. Um, and then defensively, definitely able to hold his own as a guard, I think. Um, not as good as Drew Holiday in a lot of those uh, scenarios, but he could definitely add a lot of value to the team. Yeah, I think that would make a lot of sense as like a good fit if they could not give away Reeves. Um, obviously, the NBA, when we talk about trading, is a lot different than what we see with the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, just in terms of like guys last a little bit longer most of the time, except for like role players. Um, so in the case of like DeJounte Murray, he's, his asking price is going to be fairly high, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, it is. I think it should it- be. It was when they traded for him. Probably won't yeah. be as high. I think they got like it was like five first or something. Um which is ridiculous. And imagine doing that in the NFL. But crazy. Yeah, I, the salary cap's not as real, so I don't think the draft is as important. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. I I don't think he's gonna go for five. It's probably gonna be like two firsts and a player, maybe three firsts. Um but I don't know what the Hawks want besides Austin Reeves from the Lakers is the issue. Yeah. Uh, they need to do something. Yeah. Like you said, they need to do a trade to get some draft picks, even though, you know, probably not going to hit on any of them. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the NBA, you almost have to like get lucky. You do. I mean, think about some of the guys that went early and had great athleticism and everything, and like Eamon Thompson. Um, he's not great right now. Him and his brother are both shooting like 13% from three, which is awful. <laughs> Uh, so it's almost not guaranteed, even in the lottery. I guess that's why they call it the lottery. I know it's not, but what do you think about the lottery? Or should we not go down that rabbit hole? I love the lottery. <laughs> I love it. Tell me why. I feel like because one player can make such a big difference in the NBA compared to the NFL. Like, it makes more sense to not let it be guaranteed. Um, and there is always a huge teardrop after, like, the one or the second pick. Sometimes the first and the second are pretty interchangeable. But after that, it's usually, you know, without thinking, you would do anything to get back up into those two spots. Yeah, I like that take. Um, it's It's tough, though, because, you know, there's some genuine teams who actually suck. <laughs> and they just get screwed when that pick gets given away. Yeah. Um, it a, keeps it interesting for sure. A but. team is almost always one or two players away from being like in the middle of the pack. Like if you add two Victor oh, yeah. Wembanyamas to a team, they're going to be great like almost immediately. Um so I think the lottery is just a way to make sure that bad teams that have their players sit out aren't guaranteed to get another one. Uh, like what we saw with the Warriors a few years ago. They still missed that pick. Yeah. They took what, Wiseman? Mm-hmm. He's awful. Yeah. Missed on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Warriors, watching them the other night, um, and I guess we'll get to them, but they're in for some growing pains. Um, mm. As long as they got Steph, they're pretty good but you know draymond's aging out and some other guys so going back to atlanta um they kind of have to you know get the team right for the prime of trey young's career that's that's their guy um clint capella isn't going to be there forever either that guy's a monster on the boards all you really need is just surround trey young with some young guys and get another star in there. You have to make it happen somehow. I I it feel like everybody would want to play in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point too. All right, we got to keep so, it moving here. Or otherwise we're yeah. going to be here all night. So talk to me about the Celtics. The Celtics have no assets and need a wing, which is probably one of the hardest mm-hmm. positions to get. Um 100% I can think of one guy that would be great, but I also have an insane take. What do you want to hear first? Give me the insane take. Trade Jalen Brown for Jaron Jackson Jr. Why is that insane? I don't know. I think it's it's out there. Um, Jalen Brown obviously has a massive bloated contract that we talked about and we will continue to talk about probably for the next five years or whatever the duration of the contract is uh, until we can move off of it. But Jaron Jackson Jr. just fits 
on the Celtics so much better. It'd be like having two Kristaps Porzingis's, but one of them, you know, a little bit more mobile, a little bit more of a competent primary ball handler and primary scorer. Um, yeah. I would be in love. Imagine having him instead of Jalen Brown, you move Jason Tatum back to the three, and then you have, you know, two seven. I think he's, no, oh, he's 6'10. You have a 6'10 guy or 6'11. He's, he's tall, whatever it is. And then you have a seven footer at center. No team could match up with the length of that. Um, and then you'd have the, yeah, the two actually, super solid defensive guards. I actually love that. Yeah. I think that makes Sick. a ton of sense for what the Celtics need to do. Yeah. And then I think it makes sense in a way for Memphis too. I think they're a team that oh, 100%. use another scorer and another star. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. isn't going to get it done, especially not this season without Ja. Um, I think you got to move on from that if you can. But I, I don't know if the contracts work out, but I would be in love with so Jaron Jackson Jr. and Celtic. Yeah, what would you need to trade to get him on the Celtics uh, along with Jalen Brown? I don't know if you could trade anything along with Jalen Brown. What do they have? Let's see. I mean, they could go ahead and get rid of Pritchard like we talked about. Okay, Pritchard and Jalen Brown. I would say trade the rest of whatever the depth that we have is. <laughs> and just go all in because Jaron Jackson Jr. is so good. I like He's fell in love good. with him the other day watching that game. I was like, this is awesome. And he had has had some injury history. Um, but he's just the perfect fit in the Celtics. Um he could be that secondary scorer, he could be that third scorer, he could be that fourth scorer, he could even be that fifth scorer some nights, but you know if he's open, he's gonna take that shot and he's probably gonna hit it. Yeah. Honestly, you're really talking me into this. I think I think this would actually be a really good move for them. Um the question is whether or not the Grizzlies want to do that because you got a young stud um right next to Jaw. It Jaw's obviously out for the season, but the future is obviously pretty bright as long as Jock can stay off Instagram and um, Jaron Jackson can stay healthy. Yeah. And I think just one last point to make is that we keep talking about all these teams have a need for wings, even the Celtics do. Mm -hmm. So do the Grizzlies. And one of the best ways to build a team up is, you know, have a good guard, whether it be a shooting guard or a point guard, have a good wing, and then bring in a defensive center. And, you know, Jaron Jackson might be doing too much right now to make that work. Uh, and I think for the, at least their build right now, Jalen Brown would be more reliable. He'd be getting along great with Marcus Smart, too, while he's there. Yeah, and it would be interesting also to see what the Jalen Brown kind of led team would do the rest of the season. Um Obviously, in the podcast the other day, I was kind of shitting on Jalen Brown. Yeah, so that's um, why you're all in. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's a move I'd like to see, I guess. Yeah. Let's, you got anybody that you want to talk about? Or I feel like we should each do one. Because we are taking Honestly, our sweet I time you, with these. I think, you, yeah, I think you covered the Celtics there. Um, they can't really 
do too much mm-hmm. unless they were to trade away one of the max contracts that they have. Yeah. Uh, Nets. Um, the next, yeah, the next team's the Nets. Um, that's another team that has been talked about with DeJounte Murray. Um, I'm looking here in this article, it says Tyus Jones and draft picks. It's a team that's not going to compete for an NBA championship this year, maybe next year. Um, so kind of similar. They need to just, you know, stock up picks, stock up some young players. Um, kind of seems like the way to go, as we've seen with teams like San Antonio, and it's kind of starting to come around, even though their standings don't really reflect that. They have some young guys who are scoring points, and it looks like they have a bright future. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it kind of seems like you need to kind of go that route in this modern-day NBA is just get a whole bunch of young guys, one of them, one or two of them are going to work out. Yeah, and they have a decent amount of picks. They just don't have their own picks. That's why they're trying to compete mm-hmm. right now and not really dive into a rebuild because there's no point. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, DeJounte Murray, it maybe. Um, I think another name, if they're going to go that route, it might as well look at Marcus Smart uh, just to try to get some more wins. Why not? He's a guy that adds hustle, could help build some of those young guys up. That's true. Uh, Marcus Smart would also be a good player uh, for the Nets in terms of like, you know, not only just getting the wins, but like you said, building the team up and creating that culture. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't think he would fetch too high of a price either. No, I don't think so. I think he would. He could be somebody that could be worth, you know, a first or two, uh, or maybe some different assets the issue is like the grizzlies aren't gonna take back win now now assets maybe win next year but not right now because they're in this position where they don't have john morant and a lot of the time somebody like marcus smart would be able to get shipped off for somebody that is more win now but that's Mm -hmm. really just not a choice for them yeah the grizzlies are an interesting position and I think everybody wants to see them just sell everybody that they got the, in free agency this year. Um, but the Nets do have some young players that they could sell if they really wanted to. But mm-hmm. like you said, the problem is that they don't have their own picks. Um, I don't know. I think the Nets are just kind of fucked. For now. Yeah. They might <laughs> end up figuring it out with some of those picks. If they hit on them, they'll be fine. But yeah, they're not in a great spot. No, not at all. Uh, kind of similar to the other team that would be next. Yeah. Um, the Hornets are next here. They are definitely struggling. Brandon Miller has had a pretty solid rookie year and is yeah. one of the better 3 and D guys you know, that I would like to have in the league. Could develop similar into a Jaron Jackson type player. Maybe. I think he's a little bit smaller. Um, but yeah, there's not really much else going on there. And they're in a tough spot. I think trading for draft picks is a good idea, which is kind of what's mentioned here. Um, or just looking at other young guys around the league would also be, you know, a great idea. Do you have anybody else that you know, maybe one of those young guys? Yeah, so two of the guys that have been mentioned are Kaminga and Jalen Green. Um 
to me, it doesn't make all the sense in the world to kind of do that. Um, I think Jalen Green would be a good pickup, but we're talking about a team that's not going to compete with the Celtics or the Bucks this year. Um, so I don't think it necessarily makes sense to do that. I think they can kind of sell that depth for picks and just like blow off the rest of the season and come back stronger next year after drafting some guys and just going right back to free agency. Um, I, I think that's probably the way you go in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a whole lot outside of LaMelo and uh, you said Brandon Miller and they have Gordon Hayward, who's a target for some teams. Um, but it seems like he's 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 getting kind of old. So yeah, he is. Any is there any anybody else here you like? No, I just want to mention one thing. I saw that they're considering re-signing Gordon Hayward if he doesn't get traded. <laughs> Will they learn? Gordon Hayward to the Celtics. Gordon Hayward to the Celtics coming up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He hates um, the Celtics. We got the Bulls next here, and one thing that I want to call out that we forgot to mention in the news, and I was like, oh, no, we're not going to mention this. Zach Levine got yeah. injured and had season-ending surgery. So he, the Bulls are really going to struggle. I think they're going to be sellers more than buyers um, at the deadline here. And it looked like Levine was going to be getting moved, so that really sucks for them. But yeah. also I heard that somehow – between a combination of Levine's contract, uh, play style, age, and injury history, there were nobody. Nobody was interested in him, um, and so they really wouldn't have gotten that much. It does feel like he's going to be leaving as soon as he can, um, but I don't know. I don't know who they would target because I think they're going to sell everybody. Maybe draft picks. Maybe go and get some young guys similar to a Hornets or even that situation here. Yeah, it's another yeah, it's another similar similar situation where they need to get some draft picks. Um, one of the things that they were saying about that whole Zach Levine situation was that um, what's his name, uh, LeBron's agent, Rich Paul, mm. was who was also Levine's agent, was advising him to get this surgery on his foot basically to prevent him from just like being traded. Um, it sounds, it sounds like he's been battling this injury for a while. Uh, and a lot of people on Twitter are saying that they're very concerned about the bulls medical staff kind of saying that they're being kind of negligent with some of their players injuries. Um, That's and we've seen pretty much every single year with the bulls, pretty much every single year, one of their top guys gets hurt. Yeah. So so maybe there's something to be said there. I don't know, but it kind of seems like uh, Rich Paul was just like, just, just sit down, stop this season. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, why would you keep pushing through it? Um, they weren't really going to go anywhere this year. I don't think playing yeah. an injury on another team would have been a good idea either. Yeah. And, you know, if he's going to go to another team, and you know, start this last leg of his career. Um, you're not going to want to have that team go and give up some draft picks and exactly. assets for you. Yeah. So I think that's probably the thinking behind this. Mm. Yeah, makes sense. Um, I'm going to throw an idea out real quick. I know that we're 
probably not going to, I don't know. The, the summary of the podcast won't be right then, but I think we should split this into half today and a half on Wednesday. This is a lot to go through and yeah. we're already at 45 minutes. Yeah, I agree with that. So next up we got uh, the Cavs. Yeah. Um, the Cavs, Cavs have a lot of good pieces. They're good though, too. This is a team that yeah. has been solid. I think they're in like third or fourth place right now in the East. Um, They're solid. They're a competitor. They have not that many holes. I think their only hole is wing, like a lot of other teams. Um, And I think they could, you know, use one of those guys. So do you have anybody in mind that they could pick up? Um, so one of the mentioned names that I've seen is DeAndre Hunter. Um, seems to be like the top target for a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's probably a good move. Um, my only concern with the Cavs really is that they have a ton of great, like good players, like at every position, pretty much. Um, they got some guards, obviously they have some big men. Um, they need that wing, but is Donovan Mitchell as your best player going to get you an NBA championship? Do you think Mobley could develop into the best player? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. Maybe they come calling about Jalen Brown. (laughs) And then do what? Give up, uh, give up Mobley. Yeah, why would they do that? I don't know. They wouldn't. Um, but yeah, I think it's another team that could use somebody with a little bit more star power. Donovan Mitchell is super good. And so is Jared Allen and, and a few of those other guys on that team. So this could be one of those weird teams where they are just super balanced across the board and figure it out. Uh, but that doesn't happen very often in the NBA. Yeah, it's so. kind of like one of the old Spurs teams. Yeah. Yeah, it's just they've got to move the ball around, but it doesn't happen. And so I think you're right, and you're onto something. But a team is not going to rebuild a roster that's currently selling tickets and winning games, unfortunately. Oh, definitely not. Making the playoffs yeah, and, not. and looking good. Like just because they're going to implode in the postseason against you know Giannis or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you make a good point there. They're not going to sell. I mean, that's kind of obvious. Um, they got to go all in, and I think I think a big move needs to be made here. I'd be interested, but it's Donovan Mitchell's a top twenty guy in the NBA. So my thing with him is that he's a really, really good scorer, but it seems like he kind of gets lost in every other facet. It's true, but they have such good rim protectors that that might not be the biggest deal in the world. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. It's a good question what this team should do. It sounds like they just they got to find a trying. yeah. Yeah, they got to find a wing and they got to find a way to not give up a starting player for one. <laughs> yeah. So that good that's going to be tough, but good luck. All right. Next we have the Mavericks. Mavericks also need a wing. <laughs> So, so tell, tell me about it. I mean, they have a good team right now, and they've had 
a few injuries. I mean, they have they have Grant Williams, who's decent. They've had a few injuries to Luca and Kyrie, so they've both missed a decent amount of games uh, themselves. They have potential six-man Tim Hardaway Jr. coming off the bench, and he's taking like the fifth most threes in the league right now, which is super impressive, <laughs> um, considering he's going to probably win six-man of the year. But yeah, there is a hole at consistency in the wing position. I saw a name mentioned to him would be like Kyle Kuzma, somebody that could be a you know primary ball handler when he needs to be, secondary scorer when he needs to be. Um, it's a little bit different than DeAndre Hunter. What's his name? Yeah, you got it. Okay, I, I called him Daniel Hunter earlier, so now I'm all in my own head. A little bit different than DeAndre <laughs> Hunter because he is more of a 3 and D specific player. He's not going to be able to fill in as that primary scorer. Um Somebody like Kyle Kuzma will be able to do that sometimes. Yeah, it looks like Mark uh, Mark Cuban said, this is the quote, if we can get a big who can create off the dribble, that would be a plus. You're going to be giving up a ton for any type of player like that. Yeah, I thought they wanted like a seven-footer that could create off the dribble too. Yeah, it says six, eight or bigger. <laughs> so That's awful. good luck not not doing that without spending a ton. I don't know. Yeah, it's just not going to happen, but they'll try to get somebody. They're definitely buyers. They've looked pretty good so far this season. Uh, definitely took them a little bit of time to mesh together, um, Kyrie and Luca, but they're mm-hmm. there now and they're going to be in the playoffs by the time that rolls around. Yeah, and I'm very surprised that it seems like that duo is working out. Me too. Toxic Kyrie. He hasn't been talking much. So I no, guess he hasn't. Why. He Maybe the media was the, the problem there. Going to New York was probably not the best idea for him. Maybe. But that Dallas yeah, media. Do that. Forgiving. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, All right. Nuggets. Nuggets aren't going to do yeah, anything. Look, yeah, definitely not. Um, looks like pretty much all they really need, or maybe don't even need, is depth. Um, yeah. Don't, I mean, don't touch it. <laughs> don't touch it. It's perfect. Don't. There's, there's nothing wrong with it. Move on. Nuggets are going to be all right. one seed by the end of the year. The Pistons. <laughs> Same situation as like three teams that we've already mentioned, where they just need to blow it up, but you know, maybe keep some of their younger guys. Um do you think they could move on from Cade Cunningham? I think they could. He's like kind of um, not good. And I think a team would pay a decent amount for him. Because he's like a wing. Yeah. You know, he's a young wing. You trade him to somebody like the Grizzlies, and I think you're getting a lot back. Send them to uh, the Magic. The Magic? I love the Magic. I told you they were <laughs> going to win the other night. <laughs> they're sneaky scary. Especially when they're well, up against those longer teams, because they they just do that better. Yeah, and it's kind of like that same build as uh, the Nuggets, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. Big, long, athletic guys who can score. Yeah. There you go. Cool. <laughs> so but Pistons. Yeah, this team is yeah. A, 
Yeah, this team's an absolute shit show. Yeah, it's it's not looking good for them. I think they got to move on from some guys. Got to just stockpile those draft picks and figure it out. But they've just been awful for as long as I can remember. Um, and it's going to continue. Thought Cade Cunningham was maybe news. a difference. Breaking news. Breaking breaking news. Um, Cliff Kingsbury is now the uh, offensive coordinator for the Commanders. Hmm. It's like kind of like they chose the biggest names, put them all in a hat, and then got the guys that they didn't want. Yes. That's a very good analogy. That's a very good analogy. Yeah. I think that's... Uh, I don't know. Their their new owner probably so, has just never watched football. <laughs> apparently, uh, Apparently Ben Johnson, when he went in for his interview, was like, yeah, you guys don't know anything about football. You guys are a basketball ownership. He's like, I'm going to do this thing myself. And they were like, no, you can fuck off. So I guess that's how that went. Yeah. See, I'm team Ben Johnson here. I just said it without knowing that. This ownership yeah. doesn't know shit about fuck. <laughs> All right. So the next team we have is the Warriors. This is a Another tough team- one. Yeah, another one that's been talked about with DeJounte Murray. Um, They got some issues. Yeah, to say the least. I think um, potentially a wing, potentially a big. I don't know if a guard would fix their problems right now. We've kind of seen them try this before. Uh, But, yeah, the Warriors are in a spot where they're not going to jump into a rebuild because that would piss off Steph Curry and fans. But they're not in a spot where they're really going to go trade the house for everything to win, too. Um, Maybe they do. And I think if they do that, um, one of those guys that I like is like DeRozan, potentially. Um, Or like Kyle Kuzma, because he could fit that, you know, both needs to be able to produce on his own with those threes. And if they end up going into a rebuild, he's there for that, too. Um, but DeRozan would be like a cheap piece that could add some offense, um, but probably not a bunch of versatility because he can't really shoot the three very well. Yeah, this is a weird team because they're aging, right? Um, Draymond is not necessarily the same hustle, um, same hustle kind of guy that he was. Mm. Um, he he's struggling. Clay Thompson struggle. I. The game the other night against Atlanta, I was watching it with one of my friends, and Clay Thompson's like first six three pointers. I think he had like something like three air balls and like two front rims that like almost missed the entire basket. And then he like shot one off the back rim. And that was like as close as he got until he made like the seventh attempt. Uh, it looked bad. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that they need to move off of him at this deadline because I don't know. It just it doesn't make sense anymore. Um, sorry, but he's washed. Those injuries have gotten to him, and it's obvious. Yeah, I think uh, trading him to a contender could work, but I don't know if anybody else is really going to go try to get him. Um, I think the Lakers would. Yeah, the Lakers feel like that team. 
that maybe would maybe him coming off the bench on the Clippers could be good too. Or the the Kings, the Pacers. Oof. Yeah, I could see him going to the Pacers. Pacers would be kind of cool. I feel like Halliburton would make him good again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Clay Thompson's got to got to go somewhere if I'm the Warriors. Um, it's not going to work. I mean, Curry's 35, and he's still playing at top-tier level. Mm. So you either got to surround him or not. And if you're not, then you got to get rid of Curry because otherwise you're just wasting your time. Yeah. But have we, we've kind of, like, towards the end of Kobe's career, we kind of saw this same thing where I don't think the team surrounding him was great. And they just kind of yeah. kept running it back until he retired. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Because that sells tickets, like you said, it sells tickets. Yep. That's the name of the Everybody game. Everybody wants the to watch day. Steph Curry. Yep. Yeah. So they, they need to make the change. Um, but who knows what the right change is? I guess it depends on the cheapest offers you can get. Yeah. Uh, we got a few more teams to cover here before we hit the halfway point here. Um, next up, we got the Rockets. Yeah, the Rockets are an interesting one. Um, I obviously just grabbed Stephen Adams. Um who's recovering from a PCL tear. I don't, is he out for the season or is he back now? I have um, literally no idea. <laughs> but that seemed like a really good trade. Um, Cause it kind of fills a need for one being a veteran presence and two being like another big man who can just do the dirty work for some of the scores. Um, I really like that trade and it kind of leaves the door open for questions about like what else could they had. Uh, I don't really know. It seems like they made the move that they needed to make. Yeah. Um, I think they have a few good players. It feels like Sengun is awesome and the rest of the team is pretty good around him. Uh, Honestly feels like a rebuild that's going in the right direction. Unlike, most of the other ones and they could just kind of keep that going probably don't move off any way that you have right now i'd say that's a safe call um seems like that steven adams move was kind of the last thing that they needed to do before like heading into the draft or free agency yeah we can jump on to the next team then uh pacers Mm -hmm. fun team to watch fun team to watch uh, I don't know. What do you think they do? It's a good question. Uh, feels like they can almost add anybody at any position. Yeah, they don't really have like the depth there, and I think they can figure that out. Yeah. So I, I feel like that's the one thing that they kind of need to do is just, you know, add more. Um. Hal Burton's obviously amazing. And, you know, he's surrounded by some shooters. Um, I don't I don't really know. They're good, but it seems like they are another one of those teams that kind of just needs, like, a really, really good number two guy. Um, yeah, they do. 
So good luck getting that, as we kind of said. Honestly, though, like, I don't know if the Pacers do need a number two guy because it feels like Halliburton makes everybody else around him so good that if they just surround Halliburton with scorers and 3 and D guys or role players, he's going to, like, elevate them in a way that they haven't, you know, played before. It's almost mm-hmm. like CJ Stroud. Like, not to, like, draw comparisons across <laughs> leagues, but, like, you know, it's a guy that comes in and just facilitates so well and, and brings everybody else up around him. Yeah, it says that their defense is the 27th-ranked defense. That's not um, Yeah, so defensively, it seems like they that's needed, what they need to do. Yeah, they needed that upgrade defensively. But how far is the separation between, like, 27 and, like, 10? You know, is that like five points? Probably five points, probably a good defensive guard or, you know, a real good rim stopper away. And they're probably not going to get there this season unless they pick up like Clint Capella. But I don't, that I don't could, know why you would do that. That could be a good ad. Okay. Clint Capella to the Pacers. That's our, our say. I just think they're still like kind of, I mean, I guess they're not really in a rebuild because they did just go for Siakam. But like it's it's weird. They don't have all the pieces together yet, and they they're like two away, not one away. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I have no idea what the half point halfway point team is. But oh, I do. What is it? We have three. We have three more. Okay. Uh, the Clippers. <laughs> Up next, the Clippers are really good right now too. Um, I think they're in the exact same situation as the Celtics where they could use a backup wing. Yeah. And who that ends up being? Uh, DeAndre Hunter, Kyle Kuzma, Chetty Osman, any of them. Yeah, it seems like the only problem here is, once again, kind of like the salary cap. Mm. Um. I mean, they're paying Paul George, Kawhi, Harden, Westbrook. Like, <laughs> good luck finding some extra cash laying around. Yeah. Um, it kind of feels like a team that doesn't need to be touched. And if anything, yeah, they could add a backup wing. They could add a backup, like, center um, or, like, a power forward. Um, but otherwise, it seems like a team that was constructed to be all in or all out. And right now they're all in and making the most of it. Yeah. Makes sense. Leave it be. Yeah. All right. Next LA team. The Lakers. The Lakers. Uh, this is the team that needs to Jean Murray. But I'm seeing another option that we haven't really talked about at all, which would be Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon yeah. has been kind of injury prone, but he could, mm-hmm. you know, be acquired for cheaper. You don't have to trade Austin Reeves. So I'm going to say Malcolm yeah, Brogdon, I, not DeJounte Murray. Yeah, I think uh, Brogdon fills two roles here. Um, obviously, he was fantastic with the Celtics last year. Um, but he was he's a great you know, perimeter defender, and he can shoot. And that seems like what the Lakers need. Yeah. I don't see that happen. So Mal- Malcolm Brogdon to the Lakers. That does feel like it makes the most sense. They're like acquiring guys that are, I don't know. The Lakers feel like they're becoming a money ball team. <laughs> acquiring guys that just I fit mean, a different role. 
Brogdon fits that role same way that Jante would just more injury prone hasn't done it as consistently this year yeah that's true um but I think Brogdon would definitely be a good fit Dejounte Murray obviously makes sense as a fit as well but if you're giving up too much for him it's like the Lakers can't really afford to give much up mm-hmm. if they're going to compete yeah okay so I don't I don't see De- I don't see Dejounte Murray making too much sense here no, me neither. If you're gonna have to give up Austin Reeves, he's such a core point or core, you know, part of that team. Yeah, and so the last team we have is Memphis. Um, we already kind of covered them a little yeah, bit. We did. Uh, but basically, they're in this weird position where they're not going to compete this year, but they could definitely next year, which is just kind of a really bizarre situation. Um, they could definitely go and pick up some guys that are young and could develop for next year. Um, some guys who could feed off of John Morant. I don't know. What do you do here? Do you sell some guys? Do you hold on to some guys? Like what, what's the play? I don't know. Cause they like, they might sell Marcus smart and I don't know if that's the right play. And then you have, I think a pretty big hole at center and at wing. Um, mm-hmm. It, it feels like they made that decision by trading Steven Adams that they're going to start being sellers. That's why everybody's pointing to Marcus Smart as the next move for them. Um, but then that just opens up more holes for when John Morant's back. So maybe they can move Marcus Smart for a wing um, or a center that's a little bit younger and that would make more sense. But if you're not filling the holes for next year, and you're just selling stuff. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, it's it's a tough situation. I would I would like to see them uh, as a Celtics fan move Marcus Smart back to the Celtics, but that'll probably not happen. Um, yeah, it's it's a weird situation. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe they get Jalen Brown. <laughs> Jalen Brown for Jaron Jackson. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Heard of you first. All right. Um, so we're going to call it. We're over an hour. And you know, appreciate everybody for listening. I uh, started an Instagram yesterday. So now we have an Instagram at datablitz underscore XYZ. Uh, you know, always on YouTube. If you're watching it here on YouTube, please hit like, subscribe, uh, and hit the bell to get notified whenever we post content. Um, and then wherever you you know, find your podcast. We're there too. And don't forget to, you know, rate five stars really helps as we're growing here and follow the podcast so that you can get notified as well. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thank you.